This is Ray's Rowdy Racing with Caleb Conradi and Dawson Edwards. What is up? What is up? It is not morning, so. <laughs> no good morning, can't beautiful say, people. Yeah, I can't say good morning, beautiful people. Well, they're still beautiful, so we'll give it to them on that. Good evening, beautiful people. There we go. You look so much better at night. Oh, man. Heck yeah. Well, well here we NASCAR's go. back, baby. NASCAR is back. I want to, uh, I want to just start out as much shit as we cool. talk, me specifically. Yeah. About NASCAR. I think, <laughs> I think moving the clash to Saturday night was the best decision NASCAR has possibly ever made on, on a whim ever. Man, coming in hot with compliments to the sanctioning body. That's a rare that's one rare. for us. That's, that's rare. Honestly, that's, that might be the first time we've complimented them. Yeah. Honestly, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, I heard. They heard uh, it. Yeah, I saw a lot of drivers. I, I, I saw all the people posting that all the drivers said the same thing. Yeah. I had actually posted on Twitter before they even, I saw that, that they, that I was like, this is like one of the greatest moves ever because I don't know if you or anybody else have looked at the weather in uh, LA right now, but it is brutal. I haven't, and no. With it being an exhibition race, they would have just canned it. So it was either race Saturday, you know, not a lot of, not, ratings are going to be bad. You know, there was like 500 people in the stands. It's either that and the, and the people that got to watch it got to watch it or there was no race at all. Yeah. I mean, so, it's it, exactly what you're saying. It's a, it's either we get something or we get absolutely nothing at all. Yeah. And I mean, it's something's better than nothing always. <laughs> yeah. So we, we kicked a field goal for this one. Yeah. You know, we went for the points. <laughs> and and that's just fine sometimes. Field yeah. goals win football games. So Hell yeah. No, it was uh it was wild because we're in the home buying process right now. So we're going for those that don't know, we're trying to find somewhere. We're so we were all weekend traveling from house to house to house to house and in between you're trying to remember every address, all the details of these places. There's so much going on in your mind. I know you know since you bought yours last year. Yeah, I it's know just all about, all about it. Oh yeah, it's stressful. It's a lot on your brain. So as the day was going on, I'm getting the text messages rolling in from you, and it's like Clash has been moved tonight. Everybody's qualifying right now. Twenty two of them, or however many of them, going straight home, and this and that. Mexico race is right after the NASCAR after this race, and I was like, holy crap! And it was like everything had completely changed from when I left in the morning to. By the time I got home, and we were actually, <clears throat> we got done, we got home, turned on the TV, and the race was pretty much starting up right there. Yeah. We actually, I joined in into qualifying. And I'll say this if you've never watched NASCAR qualifying before and you just dropped into that situation, I've never been more confused in my life. Because just because it was a different, I, they completely changed up the way that everything was going to work. So I no longer had a frame of reference for what I was looking at. Man, I got dropped right in the middle of qualifying in group. I think it was like the second group was running, and there's yellow numbers and yellow names and white names that are mixed in with the yellow names. And Blaney's possibly got a provisional, but he's still trying to race his ass off to get in. I, I've just never been more confused in my entire life. I had no idea what was going on, and it's hilarious to watch qualifying when you don't know what's going on. Yeah, that Nothing's was uh, funnier. <laughs> I guess that, that ball, though, you got dropped in the middle of it, but the ball got, I mean, we all did, you know what I mean? Oh, we, yeah. We, it got, they were literally explaining how they were going to do it. 
and the rules and this, that, and other, all they were just explaining it as it was going, I guess. And then, yeah, I also did not know what the yellow and white names meant until someone on the broadcast, and I can't remember which was which, but white meant like they were on the track and yellow was off or vice versa. But oh, okay, I, gotcha. I found that's what out that's what that meant, but it was because on the broadcast they said that at, at some point, but uh. See, seeing that also made me thankful that we don't do group qualifying anymore. Oh God! Which no. is they they brought that up too. Like it's been it's been a while since there was that, that you know type of qualifying, and it was like uh, thank God. Gosh, I can't even remember when they last did it. I want to say it was at a road course if they did it at all. I think the they might do history. it at road courses because they can be so spread out. Mm-hmm. But honestly. <clears throat> They have gotten and the qualifying rules changed for twenty twenty four, just FYI for everyone. There's a new package yeah, for qualifying this it. year. And uh I I don't understand how you could make qualifying so complicated. I don't understand why we don't just run forty cars two laps at a time. Hell, even one lap, and the mm-hmm. fastest one starts first, the second fastest one starts second, and so on. That yep. that is exactly how it should be. And I don't know why it's not, but they change it every year, and I can't. It's changes so much. I read the the rules or whatever they're doing for this year, mm-hmm. and I don't even remember what they are. Yeah, man. It just, all the comments it, are like, "Man, why can't we just the f- fastest cars first, slowest cars last? Yeah, why can't we I, just do that?" I don't know why. See, there we're gonna start. We're gonna start this episode off with a compliment to NASCAR, <laughs> and then yeah. we're just gonna rake them over the coals for the rest yeah. of the fifty minutes that we're on here. But that's it just happens. part of it. Yeah. No, I I remember when I first started watching, and they were doing the uh, uh, the everybody qualifies, and then the top like I think it was twenty or twelve would requalify, and then it come down to like the final ten. Yeah, doing the groups and all that. Yeah, you know, groups like the you had to make it into one round and then the next round. Yeah. yeah. And it'd be a miracle to remember any individual way that they've done qualifying because every year that I've watched, just like you said, it's been completely different. Yeah. And I'm with you. It would be so simple just to go back to just send car one car on the track, then send the next car, then the next car, and the fastest goes first, slowest goes last, and so on and so forth. I don't know why everything has to be such a gimmick all well, the time. It, There's it always got to be something. It worked for like 70 years, and then we change it. And then since it's his birthday today, I'll give Mr. Daryl Waltrip a shout-out. Hey. His favorite quote was, if it ain't broke, let's mess with it till it is. <laughs> and he used to say that all the time about about NASCAR, and qualifying is 100% one of those mm-hmm. opinions, and, and my opinion on that. Yeah. Uh, man, it, 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 you'd think that NASCAR was in a tailspin in terms of, money and popularity and all this and i mean i know it's not been it's not going phenomenal all the time but you'd think we were in an absolute last chance effort here with the way that we switch (laughs) everything up constantly but i I mean getting back to the clash though i mean they got to do something i'm sure there was a very good reason for it doing it the way it was maybe it's tv windows we don't have enough time to send every car out there i wasn't opposed to them doing it for this weekend just because i'm sure there was a good reason and it, you know what, watching Noah Gragson have to try to slow up to get out from behind somebody and then yeah. almost having someone else rear end him into the corner because he's going too slow now. Yeah. It was, it was the cluster that I enjoyed watching because I didn't know what was going on. It really doesn't matter. It's a non-points paying race. 
Yeah. I'm here for the fun and for Logano screaming at Ty Gibbs. Like that's, no, I, I'm totally you know, on that That's what I'm page. here for. I just want to see a bunch of people get pissed off at each other. Maybe a couple were extra too. I love that it went green for quite a while. It was just a, it, you know what? It was like a nice little pretty present. Like NASCAR's yeah. back. We're coming. We're almost here. Yeah. That was the thing. It's an exhibition race, so it doesn't really matter. That's why I was like, they should just, I said, they should just let them race tonight. And then it was just a couple minutes later that Denny Hamlin, Daniel Henry, a couple drivers started posting like little things like W NASCAR. This is a win for NASCAR, but no one really knew what was going on yet. And uh, that's actually when I, te- I texted you and my dad. I was like, yeah. I'm pretty sure this is about to happen because all these drivers wouldn't be saying this if they didn't have some sort of clue, you know, what was going on. So, yeah, it absolutely. Happened. Let's dive into it. I mean, let's. I'm here for let's, it. Let's let's dive into it. Um, so fir- short track, <laughs> yeah, short short track is still meh. You know, we still the the, the I I don't know. It just is meh to me. The short the short track and the next gen. I don't know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I me and you kind of texted about it a little bit after it was done. Yeah, uh, I was definitely enjoying a few beers, so I know part of what I was saying was complete nonsense. I was I was also but, having some drinks and like we, I, you know, typical typical. I'm I'm gonna bring this back from last year. But the All American Sunday, you know, yeah, we made on, some, just on a Saturday we made some night. chicken sandwiches and. Uh, Lindsay had gallbladder surgery this week, so like we, she could can eat chicken is one of the things she can't eat. So mm-hmm. made some grilled chicken sandwiches, you know, had some drinks. Uh, Lindsay had some wine for the first time, you know, all that I, I, I love. I love, like I told you, I loved it because NASCAR's back. Yeah, and it felt good. I feel like I saw some people's like, does anyone just take this race for what it is? Like just being the opening race, like they're going to bumper cars and all that, but it's like. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not trying to like overreact or nothing, like jump off the bridge by no means, but yeah, it is a bumper. It, it reminds me of watching bumper cars at this track specifically. Yeah. And they, and they do, they do, uh, with shifting and stuff, they can, uh, ram another guy, especially the track like Martinsville going to the corner. You can ram a guy, they can downshift and boom, they're fine. But this track is so small. It's just boom, 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 back and forth. Mm-hmm. And you got a guy literally three cars back, hits a guy, he hits a guy, and then the finally enough energy comes through with the last guy, he gets shoved into the guy and he spins. You know, yeah. so yeah, you know, I'm not overreacting or anything, but it's still just like I actually voted no on Jeff Gluck's poll. Was it a good race? And the and the vote was a fifty one to forty nine. That's funny. When I voted yes and it was like fifty six, forty four or whatever the heck that split comes out to be. But uh Yeah, so you know, fifty-fifty. It, yeah. it is what it is. I, I think that's exactly how everybody should take it. I'm, I'm right there with you. Is it perfect? No. Um, I mean, I still, I still think it's absolutely silly. We're going there. Uh, <laughs> they build a racetrack and send all the teams. There's just so much money. Yeah, and they, and even silly. if the race goes 100 percent perfect, mm-hmm. every, I mean, perfect. They're not going to sell eighty thousand tickets. It's it's not going to happen. There, there's it's that I would I mean it's not going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. And I'm not saying they're going to sell eighty thousand tickets anywhere. I don't care if you move it to the southeast, northwest, wherever. Yeah, it's, they're not going to sell that that many tickets. But no matter if it runs as perfect as a as it could go, they're going to lose money. Now mm-hmm. we we're, I've been alive for almost twenty eight years. I've never I've never seen a business that is like man 
We're gonna. We know we're losing money, and we're still gonna do this. Yeah, there's. You know, there's probably a board <laughs> meeting somewhere where somebody's still backing it up. But I saw. Uh, I think it was Brian Murphy had posted. Yeah, it was Brian Murphy had posted what he had posted. I sent it to you. Yeah. Um. He said in response to somebody asking where it should go, he had the opinion of, well, honestly, we should just end it. And a bunch of people, there was a good few people that were agreeing with him, being like, you know what? I, all the industry says to all the industry people are saying to get rid of it, and uh, all these people that don't work there is arguing how they should keep it. It's like they basically saying we don't know nothing. I still think that there is some value to this race, so, I, to the idea of what this race is. I just don't think that we're currently having the race that it's supposed to be. Right now, we're we're yeah. just. You're given too many reasons for you to look. You're basically putting yourself in a position to look stupid. You're showing up to a race miles away from your home, miles away from where the next race is. It doesn't pay points, so there's nothing on the line. It's the shortest race you could possibly imagine. And you're putting it into a coliseum we can't fill that's too small to really have fun in. Yep. And it's in a market that, while it could be very valuable, you're just putting a race with absolutely nothing on the line out there for them. So I don't know how you would convince somebody to show up to this race, much less anybody that doesn't live in the immediate area. Because if somebody's really that hardcore of an NASCAR fan, they have a Daytona 500 ticket. And they yeah. don't want to make two different trips to yeah. diff- two different sides of the country. So I just think we're completely missing what the point of the Bush Clash is. Uh, yeah. In an effort to have a marketing stunt that has never landed. Yeah. That, I, I don't I'm, get it. I'm right there with you. I do. I am not under the impression that the clash goes away. I just think there's a, whether it be a traveling thing or we do go to short tracks across America, whatever, it, it just, it should just, if it's traveling, that's fine. If it's at short tracks, that's fine. But like, make it be <clears throat> somewhere. Me personally, we could do. You could do New Smyrna, which is a short track right up from Daytona. Mm-hmm. That's a local short track that's in the whole NASCAR routes and all that stuff. Why not do it somewhere like there? And it's still in the same area as Daytona and such. And something else, I don't know anything how the money's broken down but to the naked eye I, and i only know this because of denny hamlin and chris rice talking about this yeah <clears throat> and now granted to start the race there is there is half the field you're only racing 23 cars so we'll preface this with that but they go all the way out to la and you know what the purse is for that race oh it's probably five thousand dollars <laughs> it was 2.2 million for the purse holy crap that's split across everyone, though. A mm-hmm. purse for even a normal race, the lowest is about seven something, seven yeah. something million. So you're taking all these guys to LA for a race that doesn't pay points and pays less than any other race in the of the year. All of that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I don't understand any anything about any of that. Yeah, and, and if like, your effort is to grow the sport, you're not doing that. No, no. It's and, definitely and then, not working. And then you go, you know, even the last couple of years when like it ran on the day it was supposed to, the 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 crowd is terrible, and it looks bad on TV, and that gives everybody else ignition to talk about, you know, ticket sales. When in all honesty, ticket sales across the actual season aren't too bad. Yeah, 
But like there, the Coliseum holds like eighty thousand people. Like it, it's going to look bad, you know. And mm. then they're all if in a circle, and it. yeah, it's going to look bad. And that just is what it is, you know. It it benefits going to. I'm not saying it would be at Wilkesboro because that's the All Star race, but like a full twenty five thousand looks a hell of a lot better than an empty eighty thousand. Absolutely. Even if there's twenty five thousand people in it, it looks better on a small in a smaller area. And no doubt, everyone has their argument for that on Twitter. Some of the stuff people say, I even posted it. I was like, some of the shit I read on here is the most insane <laughs> takes <saw> that. <laughs> I've ever seen in my whole life. And I'm not even sure if half the people on Twitter have a functioning brain, and that's fine. I'm, I, my brain doesn't function at a high number, but it at least functions <laughs> some. So, anyways. I mean, you know what? It's, it's just we can rag on it all day long. Everybody on Twitter is already doing it. But, I mean, I think even NASCAR at this point is going to have a hard time denying it needs to go somewhere else. Yeah, and I, I think the, by the look of what everybody says, uh, Jeff Gluck and uh, Bob Pockers included, it seems like everybody is under the in- under the impression that's probably the last time we're going to see it. So we're probably yeah. beating a dead horse. But totally, that, at the I, end of the day, it is a very good point. And the race itself, it's just not as fun to watch. Honestly, a lot of like my dad is a great example of someone that doesn't know a ton about NASCAR, enjoys watching it more for the fact that we can get along about it. And he goes out and he saw it for the first time last year, and he said, "I don't ever want to see that race again because it's yeah. boring. It's yeah. too small of a track. They can barely get going. They just ride around in circles and follow each other. And it's like, well, part of that is the short track package problem, and part of that is just we got too many cars on too small it's of a, a track. It's a quarter and mile it, track. Yeah, like well, I don't it know, can it's... work in the right situation with the right setup with the right cars, and honestly, it." It does work sometimes with some ARCA races and some really small like modifieds and different things that you can put on smaller tracks like that. But that's not what people show up to a NASCAR race necessarily to see all the time. Yeah. And I've, I'm going to get some flack for that just as a <laughs> bunch of short track folk are going to come at me. But at the yeah. end of the day, it, when it comes to NASCAR, I love my half mile tracks. And if it was the right quarter mile track, maybe. But the way that it is right now, it just isn't, it's not as entertaining to watch it as it would be at a similar track, you know, maybe double the size and the shape of a paperclip. Yeah. I mean, we already have such a great spot to go to for stuff like that. It's hard to, hard to argue we should keep going back to this small as shit, little tiny pre-manufactured track. Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent, but to dive into the actual race, yeah, one of the one of the first things that caught my eye was Blaney, and then he caught <laughs> my eye obviously again by finishing third. But I wild, was like, wild situation there. Yeah, dude. I, just for for starters, I was actually posting on Twitter during the qualifying sessions of like what drivers weren't going to make it, mm-hmm. and the the three I posted didn't make it. It was it just for starters. And Cindric goes out there and just, I mean, slower than molasses running uphill. I don't know what the two car didn't get mentioned once last year. And without a Daytona 500 win that he won. Yeah. Cindric's, I don't know what's going on there, but the two car is just fell off the map. Yeah, it it has. Brad K leaves it and left it in the dirt. (laughs) Man, when I saw the two car run and the 12 car run, I was like, 
what is going on? The 22 car had speed, and that was great. But I saw those two cars running, and I was like, what in the hell is going on? And then, obviously, the race happens. Blaney runs a great race and gets third. That was crazy. So, I mean, he could pass. He gets around the wrecks. That was great. But he had Cindric, Dylan, Barry, Gralla. Josh Williams misses by one spot. Everybody was super impressed with that. It's his first ever cup, being in a cup, a next gen cup car at a yeah. actual racetrack. He's raced on Bristol dirt in the cup series, but I mean, yeah, come that's on. not comparable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Busher, 0 for 3. 0 for that 3, is, man. That is super surprising to me. I, I think the, if they put it back in LA next year, he would just not show up. The whole 17 team would just yeah. say, you know what? Holler had a flat tire, couldn't move it. And Brad Kay was close to not making yeah. it, but he had a Hail Mary last lap. And even him in his interview, he was like, you know, I really don't even know how that happened. <laughs> you know, Harrison Burton not making it, no surprise, in my opinion. Yeah. Daniel Hemrick, I posted Hemrick wasn't going to make it, no surprise, in my opinion. I also think Colleague still Dylan, has a little, bit of, a little bit of work to do in cut. But. And Hemrick has a little bit to do as a driver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also posted that Dylan wouldn't make it, even though he has finished in the top five, I think, both previous times. He was so mm -hmm. slow yep. in practice. I just, I, it was one of the, I was like, I don't, the three's not going to make it. Yeah. I think it was like he finished like second <sighs> and third yeah. the and last then, two then, times they're there. And then Kyle Bush has finished, I think, two seconds and a third or two thirds and a second, one of, one of the two. So he's finished yeah. top five as well. And, uh, so props to Austin Dillon. I mean, in the, in the previous two years, he has yeah. literally one of the best averages, average finishes, I'd say. But like I said, just saw him running. I mean, his times were so yeah. off. I was like, there's no chance he makes this. A, D a DNQ will not help that finishing. <laughs> not uh, average all. finish spot at all. <laughs> I think the most surprising not make it was Christopher Bell. Would you agree with that? Uh, yes, I would. I would absolutely agree with that. Him and Suarez, Suarez specifically because he walked in with all the swag and knowing that he was about to go <laughs> dominate a Mexico race. Yeah. And we all knew he was going to do it. Yeah. Um, those are the two that I think outside of Austin Dillon for what we just spoke about. I think that is absolutely true. I mean, yeah. Seabell's a short track dude. It's what he grew up doing. I mean, it was and on Gibbs dirt. Cars but, were flying, and which Gibbs was, cars do great at this track. So, which that that one that one surprised me the most. Um, uh, Eric the, Jones, I was doesn't surprise me as much. They're going through it right now. They're I don't know what to expect from Legacy. Yeah, I'm still I have no the, idea what yeah, to expect. We from got Legacy. we got new we got new car, new sponsors, new driver with John Hunter Nemechek, which I originally thought he didn't make it and then he did make it at the very end. Yeah. I think he smart started last outside of Blaney. Mm -hmm. Um and then Zane Smith and Hosevar, I wasn't surprised they didn't make it. I do think uh the seventh Corey LaJoy, they look great, which they've looked better the best spire car for a long time now. Yeah. I expect but, uh, them to do some pretty good stuff this year. Yeah, uh, Spire is definitely on the come up. We talked about it on the last podcast. We everybody obviously talks about it on Twitter. Spire is yeah. putting money. Spire is putting great people in the right places. Zane Smith is also intertwined with Trackhouse. Obviously, um, there's Trackhouse money in Spire. You know, they, Chili's is their sponsor for the Daytona 500. I mean, they're doing great things. It's just yeah. both of them being super young, having hardly any experience. On such a small track, <clears throat> just not super surprising is all I'm saying about that. Yeah, on, on no that doubt. Aspect, I do Completely expect agree. them to run great 
you know, I think they're 15th place average finishing cars this year. Yeah, Corey's going to definitely have a, a great year for top 10s yeah. for sure, and which Cor- sounds such, like already, such an insult, but that is such a good thing for that team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking about a team that just a few years ago was barely making races. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, <clears throat> I did see where Corey said, I mean, their, their goal, they think they can make the playoffs this year. And I also do think that Corey LaJoy can make the playoffs this year. One, obviously, if he sneaks and went out, and two, I think they're going to run 12th to 17th average pretty much everywhere, which yeah. is right where you need to be to sneak in at the end on points. It'll be real neat to watch it for sure. If you're not paying attention to Spire, you're <coughs> definitely missing out because you're watching a great underdog story happen right in front of you, all because of the in, the influx of capital that they're having from yeah. all the new investors that they've got coming into that. Totally. And having Corey kill his social media game lately has yeah. also been a huge boon to them. That's just yeah, going to attract even more eyes. And just in yeah. general, like he he can do that funny stuff. His um, hard card had me cracking the hell up. Yeah, me too with the Iron Heart <laughs> helmet. That was cool. Dale um, Tanhart, eat your heart out. I, I kind of already said it once. I think Josh Williams running right there at it. I mean, his first race in the 16, first time in real equipment ever. You know, he's been he ran the 78 car. The other time he ran in, and he's never ran at an oval in a cup car. And he's, hmm. he, he's ran at an oval on dirt at yeah. Bristol. Like I said, that's not comparable. And the other two were like Daytona road course and some, I think the Roval. Yeah. So props to Josh William. Um, dude also has an awesome personality. I saw them jump on that, uh, social media, uh, trend that everybody's doing with the girl, like doing the <laughs> the ASMR like, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was That's, hilarious. That was one of the funniest <clears throat> things I've seen posted in a while. Yeah, that was awesome. And then one more person I wanted to say something about. You know, Justin Haley talks so highly of Rick Ware Racing, and then them merging with RFK, and he comes out and freaking qualifies on a blistering lap and ran top ten until he has some whatever <clears throat> failed on his car. I thought that was. Yeah. I mean. Great I didn't actually see up. what happened to him fall out of the race, so I missed that. Something piece. just broke. Whatever it was, it was like steering or something. Something just broke. But you'll have that on the big for jobs him to just come out and back up everything he said from you know summertime of last year. I thought that yeah. was awesome. Also, well, I mean, he took a huge chance moving over to Walmart a- on the car, like the yeah. biggest brand in America. That's another fucking awesome thing. Also, I'm I'm always been a fan of painted wheels. First one on a next gen card, rock painted wheels. I was that pretty pumped about that. Like he said, that gave him at least an extra tenth on the track. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just the biggest Rick Ware racing fan over here right now. That's hilarious. But I I'm totally not, see I'm what just, you're I'm coming just, at. I'm just giving him. Yeah, coming I out totally and doing see what, what you're he coming did from. after talking so highly, and everyone looked at him last year like you're you're stupid. You're leaving yeah. Holig, the trophy hunter. You're leaving the yeah. trophy hunter to go race for the fifty one car. Yeah, that's eternally got a new driver in it eternally yeah. finishing and outside the top 30 and here it is yeah you're right comes out there and honestly it's like shr and rick Ware racing swap spots this year so we'll find out what that looks like yeah i know that was i'm excited know, to see how that goes for i am too I, I don't expect them to set the world on fire but just with what they have I, that car is going to go from being a th- average 30 place car to, uh, they're going to run top 20 you know into mm-hmm. those low teens yeah, I'd, I'm very interested to see what that actually translates into. And that'll, knows, that'll they be, come out and they just absolutely blow our socks off. You just yeah, can never know. You never know. Um, uh, Gibbs and Logano had a little 
little altercation. Uh, not, hey, not man, a physical. I know he's small, but you ain't got to make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> not a physical altercation, but, you know, words. I know he's a tiny little squirrel boy, but come yeah, on now. That was, uh, you know, they got into it at Martinsville last year, another short mm-hmm. track. I thought it was hilarious that Gibbs says, you know, I've seen this my whole life because obviously Ty Gibbs has seen you know, not been a fan, but been a fan of racing and watch Joey Logano, just like all of us when he came in at 18. Yeah. I saw a hilarious meme and it's this guy, it's a video and his face is like, Oh, you know, Danny DeVito. I know what meme you're talking about. (laughs) And he says something like, uh, Joey Logano realizing that Ty Gibbs is 18 year old Joey Logano. Yes. Loved that meme. I loved everything about it. I can't stand and I'm not a fan of Ty Gibbs or Joey Logano, but, the beef and Joey now being like the veteran two-time champion that has like mm-hmm. 40 NASCAR wins and Ty Gibbs being the young hot shot, just like Logano was driving yeah. for Joe Gibbs. I mean, it's, it's so similar. Racing his tail off. Yeah. Earning good finishes out there. Actually kind of backing up a little yeah. bit about what he does, but yeah. still not perfect. It's so similar to Logano, man, getting into it with all those guys back in the day. And, you know, we've seen Logano with Kevin Harvick, Ryan Newman, Tony Stewart, Getting into it with all those guys. Matt Kenseth. Can't yes, forget that one. Yes, that's a huge one. So it's just it's funny to see. I'm so here for it. I love what Gibbs said. I love what Logano said. It's like, you know, there's a line you cross, you know, you don't just plow through a guy, yada yada yada, whatever. Like that's a it's a bad idea for him to do this. I love it because Joe Logano doesn't really give a shit. And yep. neither does Ty Gibbs. So two guys that don't give a shit having a rivalry really fires me up. Hell I'm yeah. so here for that. So that's that's pretty awesome. I'm down for the minced. I'm down for the words. I'm down for the fights. I'm down for everything about it. It was really funny to watch. <laughs> that's exactly how I reacted to it too. The uh, me and Allison were watching, and I explained to her like it's so funny to see Logano talking down to Ty Gibbs about how aggressive he's racing when just like I don't know how many years he's been in. 18 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever it was. He it's, was the guy that was getting yelled yeah. at for driving too aggressively. As, it's as crazy how long Joey Logano has been in NASCAR, but he literally started in the Cup Series when he was 18 years 18 old. 18 years old. And started out <clears throat> doing well and now is on the track to be one of the most winningest drivers yeah. if he keeps his streak alive. So, I mean, Joey Logano has another 15 years in him. He's only, like in, he's only in his 30s, low 30s. Yeah. So, Joey Logano. He's got the hairline he, of a 55-year-old. Thank God he got that. Not now. Fixed. He's got that fake, that fake <laughs> stuff now. Hey, take it where but you get it, man. When he when he hangs his helmet up, I mean, the stat lines for Joe Logano are going to be insane because when he got to do it for so long, and he did it, he has been, is doing, and will do it at such a high level. Yeah. I, so I mean, his stat lines are going to be insane. I loved all the altercations. You had, yeah. you had Chastain dumps Redick at the end. Uh-huh. I didn't have any idea until I got on Twitter. Larson is the one that dumped Bubba dumped at Bubba. the end. You had Stenhouse, Stenhouse getting up in uh, oh John Hunter's God. face. The disrespect. Taking his yes, net the down. disrespect <laughs> of him taking his window net down. Love that. Love that. Oh, it was Stenhouse. incredible. Walking up care. there and just grabbing oh that tab God. and shaking it till it came down and then just climbing in there. And loved I loved it. that somebody walked up and tried to pull him out. Like, 
I mean, if somebody's going to walk up to someone else's car, pull their window <laughs> net down, and stick his head in while I'm the other driver's still got a too. helmet on. I'm glad you noticed I think it you too. should just was... keep your hands out of that situation. Just oh make sure everything God. is kosher. I love it. punches start getting thrown, then maybe we pull them back. But, like, dude, don't try to get in the middle of that. That's a great way to get yourself punched. <laughs> and like, then Stenhouse, on, Stenhouse and McDowell, they have words after the race is over. I didn't see over. that one. That's a new one for me. They, they, they all... They, not as intense as Logano and Gibbs, but still like, you know, finger in the face kind of thing. Golly. So even, even for, yeah, at the clash, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like they do, even though we're sitting here, I, me specifically talking shit about the bumper car thing, the bumper car thing just pisses those guys off because their head and everything is hated. I mean, you would, anybody would hate it. And so oh, yeah. finally just get enough of it. And I heard Larson do a, a, in his post-race interview, he was like, when Larson got, when he hit Gibbs there at the end on that, one of those last restarts, and that's what knocked Gibbs out. First thing that comes across radio is like, that was all Bubba. And then they, they had a little thing where Larson, Bubba's just, I mean, giving it to him. And at the yeah. very end of the last corner, Larson spins him. And I saw Bubba post that, and I'm sure this has changed now, but they officially ended Bubba in 12th. Bubba didn't cross the finish line to end the race. When he ended the race, he did, when he spun, he just drove through the tunnel because where he spun <laughs> out was in the tunnel. And Bubba posted that he did that. Oh my gosh! So there was just, there was a lot of of that kind of stuff, and I, I loved it. My favorite one though, by far, was was Stenhouse taking the win the net down on the on the forty two. That was incredible. The disrespect, just I loved it. See, I you know what we <clears throat> should do. You take one car and you send it to L.A. and you race it in the clash, and that clash happens about, I don't know, six hours before the Daytona 500. So you get everybody nice and pissed off in a hornet's <laughs> nest and put them in a cardboard box and shake them up, and then you put them all into their real cup car and send them on the 500 and see how that goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The more pissed off <laughs> that they all are, the better the better it is. The better it is for all of us. Yeah. Uh, man, it was, it was, that piece of it is fun to watch. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's parts of the, I, I checked yes on the, did you like the race? It's not yeah. a great race by any means, but it's, it's the return. We're back to racing again. You get yeah, to watch a bunch I'm, of dudes get pissed off saying. at each other. And it, it was better than it had been in previous years. I will say there was a lot of what I was texting you about after it was over. There was a whole lot more of what it looked like choosing your own line. Everybody had a different idea of how to race that racetrack. You had people like Chastain or Priest that were opening up their entry so that way they could get a better drive off of the exit, almost like a overdriving the entry to get that <clears throat> extra or overbreaking or something. Yeah. Then you had people like Corey LaJoy. He was really fun to watch because when he would come off the corner a lot of times, he was aiming for that outside wall in a way that nobody else was. That meant he got a really good drive off, but it did open up his inside into the next corner. Then you watch a whole bunch of just the crissing and crossing of different guys that have taken the corner differently as they're coming off the exit. There was a lot more of that strategy involved in it. And I don't know if it's maybe just because the turns are so much shorter, you can combine one and two and three and four into a better shape to be able to accentuate the difference. Because like in a Martinsville, you kind of got to pick a lane and you're riding a long time there. But I don't know if it's maybe something about the way that that racetrack is so, the actual racetrack itself is so squished in of an oval that you can see how much different those lines are. Yeah, And that's what I had a lot of fun watching. Totally. Was seeing how everybody was picking a different place to run. 
So I loved that particular portion of it a lot. It just sucks. You can't do much with it because the moment that you get on the throttle, you're having to come back out of it. Totally. And part of short tracking. And then I assume if you have that same conversation, what you just said with someone that didn't know anything about NASCAR, they'd be like, you were speaking, you know, a different language. What are you talking about? You know? Yeah. But which, yeah, exactly. It could be fun to see it for what we can see as we're watching. But yeah, if you're just someone like my dad, somebody who's just casually watching, you're not paying attention to stuff like that. You just want to see people driving side by side and wrecking each other. Totally. And you got a bit of the wrecking, but you don't get a whole lot of the side by side. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about that was seeing how low they could go, you know, on the rumble strips and then the paint. Oh, yeah. And they're like, and then you had, I think, uh, they ended up saying Chase didn't hit the inside wall, but I mean, there was guys yeah, like he was on the, the outside, outside wall, everybody. you know. But they were, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was just three wide on the outside and somebody did hit it and knocked him out. I don't know. It's because that's a, that's another note we're getting to down here and not about Fox's coverage. It's, yeah, we're going to get to that. I, I want to give him his flowers one more time. Kyle Bush has to have the average finish now, though. He, and I do have it in the notes. It was a second, a third, and a second in the three there clashes. Which is awesome. I mean, yeah. that's why, that's Kyle Bush at his finest. You put him in a yeah. bull ring like that, he's not going to take no shit. He's going to get to the front. Yeah. And he knows. So, I mean, still just one of the best drivers in, all, in the field, you know, and, and will be for a long time. Absolutely. You know, I don't of, want to see another last half of last season, Kyle yeah. Bush. I loved beginning of last season, Kyle yeah. Bush, and I hope that's back. Cocky Kyle Bush is good for NASCAR. Hell yeah, cocky. Anybody that's in Joe Gibbs racing right now, except for Seabill, uh, <laughs> all had the all had the personality. I know, I know Kyle's since left, but between Hamlin, Kyle Bush, and Martin Truex, you got three of the best personalities in NASCAR that are all. Uh, that are all some and of the greatest of the drivers, drivers and yeah, yeah, and yeah, some of the three of the best drivers, three of the best drivers, three of the best personalities. I don't know. Joe Gibbs just has an eye for talent, both in the way that attracts sponsorship money and attracts trophies. So, totally. props to him. If he could just get Seabell to like, if he could prop him with a cattle prod every now and then, it just make it drowned out the Quattro. Yep. And you just said it, but let we can dive off into this for a minute. You know, Fox. You know they they did they had Harvick made it better to me. Um, there there were some rusty spots in my opinion. There were some awkward silences. I know the awkward silences just come from one knocking the cobwebs off off first race of the year. Yeah. Two having a new personality in the group. But the camera work, man, still lacks. I mean, they just missed stuff. You know, they missed stuff at the end. You know, the Bubba spin. Chastain and Reddick missed that. I know that's all at the end of the race. I'm just saying, you know, miss that. Yeah. Miss the Chase Elliott thing. Miss just, and we're on a half, a quarter mile track. You know, it's just. I, I mean, have they major missed, questions about that. They missed freaking uh, Stuart Friesen's wife. I believe her name is Jessica. They missed her flipping over at Knoxville last year. Yeah. And we're all, you know, a small track. So just, I don't know, I don't know anything about how TV is put on TV, but just something about it, man. They got to just back it up and like get a better view of what's going on. I mean, I see my question is, is, you know, you always have a director, somebody that's watching all the TV screens that's picking which one's going out and which one's getting aired. Is they're not someone that is actually at the track making similar calls to that. Maybe I somebody that's just standing 
up in the spotter stand even that can just say, hey, director, find whatever camera is looking at turn four. Turn four has got a major incident going on right now. We need to focus on that. Like a NASCAR spotter calling out something in a corner. Yeah. I mean, they've got they, they've got to get better about that because I completely agree with you. They, yeah. They've missed so many different moments here and there. And the clash was a, a fine example of all the problems that they they tend to have because they exhibited every one of them. Yeah, that day, especially with the fact that I don't know what Mike Joy and Kevin Harvick and Clint Boyer were up there watching, but I watched as cars they were had a rear bumper cam on for somebody facing back towards turn four, and I saw someone spinning around back there. And I was like, holy crap, we got a wreck. And it was, I think, 30, it was like 20, 30, it was an eternity before anyone even acknowledged anything was going on. And it's one thing for a director that may not actually be looking at the track to miss something and maybe be a little late on the trigger. But for the announcers of the event, the people actually talking about it on that small of a track, like you said, to not see it out of three of them, like if you're looking at the wrong direction, that's one thing, but there's three of y'all. How do y'all miss that for that long? That it just sits there like an empty bag of chips somebody's waiting to throw away. I, I, just, I just don't get it. What's my going favorite, on? My favorite one was Mike Joy was talking specifically, and he's talking about something that was going on the track. I can't remember exactly what it was. They showed three things. Boom, one thing, wasn't it. Boom, one other thing, wasn't it. Boom, another thing, was not it, what he was talking about. And Mike Joy almost like fumbles his words trying to like talk about what it is, and it ain't on TV. They show three separate things, and it was cars touching or in a weird spot, whatever, but it wasn't what he was talking about. And I think that yeah. just goes exactly with what you were saying. There's not, I don't know who's pointing what at who and who's telling who to point, you know, at what. But yeah, when the, when the guy, like you're just saying, when the guys that are there watching it are saying something, in your case, you're talking about they weren't saying something, but in this case, they were, mm-hmm. he's literally talking about what has happened and they show three things. And the fourth is it. I mean, they're working at a 25%, you know, chance at, at that point. And what he was talking yeah. about was already over with. Like it already, that side by side battle or that bumping and banging, whatever it was, was over by the time it came to. And that was like, I was just there. I was like, "Oh my god, what, what yeah. is this?" I'm. It's almost like the whoever's picking the cameras is not listening at all to what they're saying, and it gets like a tap on the shoulder, like, "Hey, we need to show this or yeah. talk about it." It's it, it's weird. It's almost like too many too many people in charge and not enough people taking direction. Going totally. On out there. And, and I'm not saying like it has to be perfect, but you and and nobody, none of us are perfect at our jobs, no matter what we do. But you're. They pay a ton of money to put these races on and travel across the country for 18 weeks of the year. Yeah. They have to, there has to be a level of like professionalism and just, you know, a standard, you know, that that has to be where it has to be. And unfortunately, Fox doesn't hit that standard for me a lot, you know, and then as a kid and as a younger person, I don't remember, you know, I, you don't care, but two, I see people talk about all the time, like t- they, somebody posted a wreck and, and, you know, something that happened back. Not It was like 10 years ago, 2014, and it was like perfect. The excitement, the camera angles, like just seeing everything that goes on there way backed out, like mm-hmm. where did that go? You know, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know, but it's like where did that go? Ah, I don't know. It's... <laughs> It's. I mean, it's got to change. It's got to be something different. Uh, 
yeah, just kind of how things go. It, it's going to change as the people in the booth change and yep. the people in charge change and this and that. I'm pumped for but, next year to see the level, like, just like Amazon has done for football and stuff. Like, they're going to bring – I hope they bring new people in, and I hope it sets the bar at such a high standard that it brings everyone else up. Like, I hope all yeah. these people, NBC and Fox, I hope they watch – what the CW and what Amazon and TNT and all them do and just be like, man, we got to step our game up, you know? Yeah. I just, I, I think that will happen. I really do. I'm very intrigued by it. is always good. And yeah, it always makes everyone strive to be their best. When, outside when you know, of tires. When you're locked in, what'd you say? Outside of tires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, uh, when everybody, you're just locked into what you're doing, you get complacent. And then I think a lot of fans have, we've just seen this complacency for a long time now yeah. on Fox. Yeah, very much so. If you're at the top of the, <clears throat> if you're top of the ladder, you have nowhere else to climb. And that's kind of where they've ended up. And it just seems to be that it's fallen off a little bit. And totally. You're right. It's what you were saying earlier about it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't. But that was just sloppy. No, it was sloppy. Yeah. If it's bad enough that that's 90%, uh, or not, not 90 if it's a major storyline about what's going on on Twitter, what people are talking about, check yourself. You got to start working on that. And, and and I know someone's listening, but I don't know if the right person's listening just yet. Yeah. And, you know, we had the most eyes on the sport next weekend. And, you know, that's when everything needs to be perfect, you know? Yeah. And it's probably not going to be. Absolutely. Ah, uh, it's just going to be interesting to see if they can improve in time. I just hope they do. They We're just, also talking about the broadcasting that puts the three broadcasters for the truck race not at the racetrack every week. So also very our, true. Our standards are low. Yeah, which makes <laughs> me wonder: Are they putting that director I keep talking about? Is he back at some Fox production facility it, that's not he, even close to the racetrack? Pro- probably very is, much dude. could be. I mean, and that's not the director's fault. You know, if Fox, someone up at Fox is making those calls, or the budget's not set, or you know, whatever, that's not the director guy's fault. I mean, he's probably nope. in there in the war room somewhere back in New York or wherever Fox is based out of. Yeah, and he's Trying making the calls as best as he can. And, and like I said. We, I said this when we first started talking about this. I have no idea how TV is put on TV. I don't know anything about it. I'm not going to act like I know anything about it. Yeah. But, man, if it takes an extra hundred grand to get old dude out to the track, if that's what we got to do, they got a hundred grand to make it happen. You know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, <laughs> Just put them there. If it, if it helps that much. Like, people yeah. are giving you shit. If it helps you improve to the point where, you know, we can actually watch it and not yeah. have to worry about you. Like, that's... It's a very thankless job because when the TV does a really, really good job of showing a race, they'll probably never hear it from anybody. Good job. Clap on the back. But the moment you start screwing it up, everyone's going to be talking about it. Here we are talking about it. And we've gotten to the point now where the freaking truck series, they have FS1, Fox has the truck series for the whole entire year. And the broadcast, one, because of the racing in the truck series is just a crapshoot anyway. And two, the broadcast is so bad. Like, truck series racing, and I, know, I almost remember us saying this last year, it's this close to being unwatchable from yeah. all aspects. Of, yeah. of From the racing to the broadcast, just them, the guys not being at the track. It's just, it's this close to just me not giving two shits about when the trucks ever race ever I mean, again. I don't even remember hardly talking about it on this podcast last yeah. year, unless somebody did something crazy. No one cares. Yeah. We, I'm not even diving into that today. They're not even yeah. racing yet. We'll dive into that a different day, but 
This close. Yeah, we can dive into it the one time a month that they actually do hit the track. <laughs> yeah. Um, we kind of my next note we kind of already hit just we talked about the race that's what that note is you know yeah. bumper cars I didn't love it you kind of loved it just kind of you know I've kind of changed my mind Love's I put a here, strong word yeah yeah you know tolerated it yeah <laughs> I put on here you know I, I would much rather see Daytona three wide making moves people I've seen enough posts now where like a lot of those guys rode in the line and stuff, but if you make the race super short, I don't know, there's things they could do where they, I think they would, you know, make crazy moves and such. I don't know. I don't have the answers for the clash. I'm not going to act like I have the answers for the clash, but I did see someone post about Eric Jones winning the clash in 2019 or 2020, whenever his nose was completely destroyed. And it's like, yep. y'all talk about the clash. Well, this is the last car that won the clash. And I was like, What's wrong with that? I was like, they made the best winning diecast race car I've ever bought in my whole life. So we had a hell I, of a time watching that race. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, if you didn't like I, that, <laughs> don't even watch. Yeah, yeah I, I proudly have my Eric Jones twenty sports clip car with that <clears throat> busted up nose, all the tape, all the stuff. I looks like it. packaging tape across yeah. the whole freaking car. So like, yeah, if you don't like that, I don't know what to tell you. I don't see yeah. no problem. The only thing people had a problem with that was was because Denny Hamlin was a lap down and he was pushing him and he wasn't going to make a move. But that just had that's just the way it was. That's his teammate. That's just the way the cards fell, and he was just going to literally push him to the end. Yeah, and what are you just, mad about being entertained? Yeah, that's just the <laughs> way it, the cards fell that day, and I had no problem with that race specifically. I know they hell wrecked no. like hell, and it was crazy. But honestly, watching them wreck like hell and be crazy was a little more fun than bumper carring it up. Yeah, you know, I mean, I get it. it. They they always talk about you want. Oh, we're just going out there to junk a car for nothing. It's like, I, yes, I get that. I understand, but I, I don't know. Make it. You're you're gonna have a hard time convincing folks to go anywhere else. We've already tried to go in somewhere else, and it's not working. Yeah, and that was always so entertaining. It's part of the whole of what Daytona is. Daytona is not just a one day event. Daytona is the clash. Daytona is the duels. Daytona is qualifying. Daytona is having all three series in the same place at the same time. It's it's meant, I I get that Speed Weeks has changed a lot and it's hardly even, it's hardly even Speed Speed, speed two or three days. Five days this year. Yeah, it's like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That sucks. It is what it is. I get it that, you know, you can't, if you can't make money at it, it's going to go away. But man, that's that's just part of what made Daytona so special is you got to see so much of that type of racing, and it's the and they hyped favorite it type of racing, and they, they hyped, hyped it, it up. up, and it just really the clash is like the Pro Bowl to me now. One hundred percent. I brought that exact example up this past weekend. I love that you say that. We didn't even talk yeah. about that. I brought that exact that's, example up. It's really it. It's it's just a it's a bunch of people that are forced to take part in an event in a way that doesn't make it fun because everybody's too worried about getting hurt or uh, wrecking a car. I guess NASCAR's equivalent to injury is wrecking the car. Uh, I don't know. It's just how lame can you get? And the longer it stays like this, the less I care about it. Yeah. But I want to care about it. Yeah. Don't don't mix my words. I want this event to go on, and I want it to be fun to watch. But it's not fun to watch right now. Yeah, and since we're on the topic, I saw Toyota's uh, TRD's director, Dave Wilson. He said, word for word, talking about the short track package, if adding more horsepower to cup cars is what, what it takes to make short track racing better, Toyota is on board. 
Props oh, to Toyota. I love that. Love that. I'm all about it. Dave, Toyota has never vote. been more popular ever than when that man said that the other day. And yeah. everybody's like, well, it ain't Toyota's fault then. And then that's now that everybody's so transparent and there's so many outlets yep. for people to talk and say things, NASCAR all just keeps saying, oh, you know, <clears throat> it's because of this, because of that. They can't keep lying to us because we got the people that that are the, from the from the horse's mouth. You know, it, it's coming from the horse's mouth with these guys. And just like Denny says, money's not the problem. They can freaking pay to put you know extra horsepower in these cars. And I'm not yeah. here. I'm not here to say that horsepower cha- makes everything. You know, fixes everything, but it does help. Exactly. And you know what? That's. That's a great example of, and I think I said this last year at some point, if the fans are wrong, they're not wrong. It doesn't matter. It's, at, the end of, at the end of the day, if it's what every fan wants, if it's what most of us are screaming about, you could tell us with all the facts and figures that you could possibly muster that horsepower isn't going to help. Or you could try to even tell us that horsepower is going to make it worse. But if you've got everybody and their brother yelling at you to add horsepower to the damn car, just add horsepower to the damn car. You can hit us with an I told you so after it's done. I don't care. But at totally. least if you're having everybody that's supposed to be paying your bills yelling at you to do it, freaking do it. Why not? Why aren't we doing this? All we got to do is take that tapered spacer off. Let's give it a shot. Why not? I know we'd have to change a couple other things, but put in the work. Yep. And I never, ever, I'm so sick of hearing about money because we cannot let NASCAR and these teams convince us that they're broke because they ain't no. broke. No. Denny yeah, go Hamlin to Hendrick Motorsports said, gift exactly. store and exactly. tell me that they're broke. They, Denny Hamlin just said on his first podcast that the revenue is higher in NASCAR than it has ever been. I'm so sick of hearing about money. Nobody that is there and putting this on that make all the call the shots and build these these teams, like you just said, Hendrick, whatever, build these engines in NASCAR. They are not broke. If you can go to L.A. and lose millions of dollars every year, you are not broke. No doubt. And at the end of the day, I, they've made such a huge deal about this TV deal and the record-setting number of dollars coming in from TV. And here we are getting all this money coming into NASCAR, and that's all great and well and all, but now you're – you got all these teams that are saying, give us a split of that. And you want to know why? Because it's harder than ever to find sponsorship in the sport. We were just talking with Brandon about that the other day. It's tough out there. So you're telling these teams to go out and try to fund their races. They're not broke either by any means, but they have to have funding from somewhere. And you're forcing these teams to go out and try to work their sport and their team off of an outdated model that no longer works the same way that it used to. Totally. Sponsorship money is no longer something that you can just rely on as your primary source of funding. It's become a secondary source of funding now, and they need that money to come in. So, damn, we should absolutely give something to these teams to help them out. Like, quit forcing them to run these races without sponsors on their hood because they're having to ask for too much money and they can't make it work with these companies that don't want to give them that crazy lump sum like FedEx and Lowe's and UPS used to. Or even we'll harp on the LA race again. You got these guys going all the way to LA and I saw people in the business 
posting about how hard, not just here recently, but it's always been to sell the clash because it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. Like you got them going all the way across the country, you know, a day and a half's worth of driving to get there for a race. They can't even sell. Yeah. Like sponsors are showing up to. Yeah. Like no one's going to the clash and hanging out in the infield and like all this stuff. Just, Golly, man, the list could go on and on of just how ass backwards this clash in LA deal is. And we're back on it again, and I apologize, but it's just ass backwards. And I just think everyone from drivers, teams, and fans all agree with that. Yeah. We're just going to have to call this one Season 2, Episode 2, Bash the Clash. Bash the Clash. That's all we're doing. It just is what it, it is. is. What it, it is. It is what we it have is. So, there's, if you give us this much ammo, don't get, don't be surprised when we shoot the gun. It just is what totally. it is on that front. Uh, kind of switching gears here a little bit. I see your next note, and I think we should definitely talk about it before we run out of time. Uh, NASCAR full speed hitting Netflix. Finally, after all these years, we get to see an actual production yep. that shows you a little bit more about these drivers. And you know what I'm most... It, I, the thing I loved about it is also the thing I hate about it. It's It focuses so much on those few drivers that actually agreed to it. And that's something that I don't hate that they focused on the guys that did it. I hate the fact that so many guys actually went out and said, you know what? I don't even want to take part in that. Like, I, man, I get I, it. Like, I don't, I don't know Cade, if I believe I know, that. I don't know if I believe it. Believe what? That any of those guys would just straight up turn it down, and he and, he, and you just talked do. about Brad K. Brad K was like, I was never asked, not yeah. once. You know, it's like yeah. he comes out and says he's not asked, which I mean, I'm sure they're probably trying to go after the teams that they thought were going to win the championship, which I get. But damn, I wish, I wish they could have shown more of those drivers. Yeah, I, I wish it was like all. I wish it was like a. All 16 would have had, you know, something to do with it. And then, you know, knocked the four off of the episode, you know, like, yeah, it was kind of what, like two, it was kind of like two races per episode. So like, yeah, the guys that get knocked out in the first round, you know, bump them off. I wish that's kind of how it was done. Introduce everybody in the first episode and then just knock them off. Yeah. I'm sure it probably came down to money. Everything does. It all doesn't it always, (laughs) but it, but But, but what they did show was incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I still, I, I, I still I have. It, yeah. Obviously, with our house hunting, we don't get much time to sit around and watch stuff. Honestly, I was still working on it right up to the point where I logged on to this thing to start recording. I've been working on stuff all day for that. I haven't gotten to finish it yet, but what I have seen, I think I'm about halfway through it right now, and it's just been awesome. You yeah, get so much of an so insight. Good. It's yep. It was great. I loved it. I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, it's the Denny Hamlin show, the 2311 show, but yeah, Denny's also like the star of the sport, dude. Like, yeah. he just is. He's put himself on the map in the last year and a half. Between yeah, I'm owning the team and the podcast. I'm fine with that. The only thing I would say is what you just said. I just wish they could show all the drivers, more drivers that made the playoffs, because that's that should be like a uh, almost like an added reward for making the playoffs. Like you get that extra exposure from Netflix. And I'm not saying that's going to come back again next year, but Netflix was at the 2024 production day for NASCAR and Netflix oh, accounts yeah. posted stuff about the drivers. And they asked people, they like had the drivers, you know, sitting like a production chair and asked them funny questions and, you know, stuff like that. So Netflix is there. 
and they are involved, you know, to what extent and what happens this year, I don't know. Obviously, no yeah. one does. But uh, I, I could see, I could see it coming back. I mean, it was in the freaking top five. It was in the top five in America. Uh, it was in the top five in America, Canada, Australia. Like they, somebody listed where it was like this week and every and everywhere in the world. So hell yeah, it's went over very well. It seems. And it's it's a lot of fun to watch. I think my favorite thing that I've seen about it, uh, meme wise, is someone posted like Denny Hamlin. I'm trying to get that championship. I want it so bad. And it was like Joey Logano. I'm a super serious guy who takes my racecraft very seriously, and I have these kids, and I take good care of them. And then it was like Bubba. I'm so focused on getting further into playoffs this year. And then it was William Byron. I like Fruit Loops and video games. You know who posted I, that? Cracked my, I cracked my ass up. Elijah, the guy, the guy that runs RFK social media, the guy we talked about last week. He's the Dude, one that posted he that. Nailed it. That cracked me up so hard because that's exactly the vibe <clears throat> that I got from it. Same. Which I mean, if it's his personality, it's his personality. But damn, I thought that shit was so funny when he popped up on the screen for the first time, pouring Fruit Loops in his in yeah. his giant mansion living room, pouring Fruit Loops, and then logging on to Iris. And yeah. I was like, God dang, I, I love it. That's just hilarious. Don't change for nothing. Who cares if the cameras are around? Totally. So, yeah, I, 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 would, I give it a 10 out of 10. It was great. There's just that one thing I would change. Props to him yeah. for doing it. It's cool. I hope it brings new people and new cool I, things. One uh, thing I really love that it does is it highlights so much of the crew chief. When, especially, yeah. obviously, with Booty. They show a whole lot of him. Dude, he's like the star of the show. It was awesome. Yeah, they they show a lot of his relationship with his driver because it's that's a tough relationship to have. Bubba's a very different kind of driver, so having him and his crew chief showing the way that they interact and how he's got to change the way that he talks to Bubba compared to how we would talk to somebody else, just because of his mentality is very different from yep. most of the other drivers in the field. It's a lot of fun to dissect that and see what makes things work. Totally, I, I love that Booty was on there, and you know, a, a lot of po- the, a lot of folks that watch that that are new to NASCAR are going to know that Booty Barker's been a crew chief since I was a little kid. You know, and yeah. he's been through lots of teams, lots of drivers, lots of big moments in the sport. I love when he said he was like, "I lied to your ass." I love that. If you haven't seen the whole thing yet, you probably <laughs> haven't got. I've that seen point, that part, and I can't wait. It's so funny. He was like, "They run bad." He's pissed off. He was like, "I'm having a bad day." I'm pissed off that I'm talking to you. I'm pissed off that you got this microphone in my face. And he said something's like, they're like, I, well, you said you didn't get like fired up too much. He goes, well, I lied to your ass. And then he's like, am I done now? And he takes the stuff. Off. I was like, golly, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. One last thing. We're like, we're an hour in. This has been a good episode. One last thing I want to touch on was the Ford and Toyota's new bodies. Yeah. I absolutely love both of them. And I posted on Twitter, I was like, dude, Ford is going to win every single race this year, or they're going to run like horse shit no one knows yet. But man, it I like the Ford the most. I like the just body characteristics of the Ford the most. I might like the nose of the Toyota better, but the characteristics of the body and stuff, I like the Ford better. There's things yeah. I love about both of them. But I just want to say, I think they look awesome. I can't wait for next year. Chevrolet is bringing their new toy to the game, too. So. I love the I love the new new bodies. Yeah. Well, Ford needed some help, so hopefully it's a it's an improvement. And <clears throat> if you make it worse than it was last year, man, it's going to be a hard year for us Penske fans. They've won the championship both years of next gen, though, so I don't want to hear much complaining from Ford fans. Ah, uh, you know, 
I watch the championship race once a year. I watch NASCAR 36 <laughs> times a year. So I really need him to run a little bit better because I get real depressed in the middle of the season. That summer slump's a real hard – there's a real hard one there for us. Totally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, looking forward to the Daytona 500 as always. We've got qualifying yeah, next Wednesday, duels Thursday, trucks Friday, uh, Bush Saturday. I get married that Saturday. Uh, yep. The couple it is your, Sunday. It's your wedding month. Yeah. It's like wedding next week month. Yeah. Bachelor party tomorrow. Bachelor wedding party next week. tomorrow. Wedding next week. Uh, cool. Caleb, we're actually going to do this. I think Caleb's actually going to stay in town. We're going to do the podcast together. If I don't know if that's still the plan, but I know it was talked about. Yeah, we're going to try. We're going to try for it. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be. Uh, I got a wild next few days, man. I was just telling you somebody. Uh, we got, you know, writing in the morning. Bachelor party. I signed my deal Wednesday. Uh, you got the Daytona 500, the wedding, honeymoon. I'm going to Atlanta. Like, just the next, the next like two weeks are just crazy, crazy. I can, I'm pumped. I'm ready. You're gonna need a nap. I am. <laughs> it's gonna be a hey, wild next two weeks. Who are you picking on the Super Bowl this year? I could care less. I'm gonna be watching, obviously, because it's Super Bowl. But I do not. Ha- I don't hate care. I don't. I don't know. I, I, it's crazy to me how good Patrick Mahomes is, and he's 28 years old, and he could possibly have three Super Bowls by the time he's 28, and he's already played in 17 playoff games. Like, yeah. mind-blowing. Uh, and then you have the 49ers with uh, Brock Purdy and McCaffrey and all those guys. Uh, I don't know. I love Andy Reid. He's like one of the OG members of the Fat White Boy Club. Yeah, so he that's is. I'm a I'm a big Andy Reid guy. I kind of hate Kyle Shanahan because, unfortunately, <laughs> in 2017, on today's date, was when he screwed the Falcons over. So I don't really know. I don't really care. Sounds like you're going for the Chiefs. I, maybe I, I don't know. I I'll see. When I get, or you know, as the days come, I might, I might figure something out. But yeah. I don't really, I don't really know. I'm going 49ers all the way. That at least, then at least the cowgirls are in the winners bracket when they lost. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason. At least we lost to the winners. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it is what it is. It's one of them deals. That, when your team's not playing in the Super Bowl, which it's only happened for me once ever. And uh, I, I say the Super Bowl is a great excuse to drink a lot of beer and eat a lot of unhealthy food. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to every time to all cars the... are on track, I'm watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just looking forward to uh, we're we're going to Lindsay's sister's house, having a shindig there. She's cooking a bunch of food, and we're going to drink beer and you know eat good food and have a good time. And Lindsay's nice. super pumped for Usher. You know, I know some Usher songs from back in the day. You know, I know so. it from Sprocket Rocket Party Bikes. <laughs> yeah, you know that's like that's like music everybody didn't get down to. So hell yeah, I'm into that. You know, whatever. It's it's really whatever for me. Well, it'll be a good time. We'll have to uh, let's see how it goes. But totally. yeah, I'm looking forward to for the 500. That's definitely uh, that's definitely my next big thing. I'm looking forward to. So, yeah, I'm also looking forward to you looking at the Saturday before the 500, then the 500. Yeah, well, actually, well, in NASCAR terms, five hundred. I'm just in real life terms. It depends which gets here first: your wedding or finding a house. So, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it's gonna depend a lot on that. True. You won't have to sign though for like twenty something days. So you still you still got a couple of weeks for you have to like sign the papers if it even happens anymore. Ah, 
Gosh. It, it'll happen. Dang. Life's tough. It gets tougher when you're buying a house. Thank y'all but, for listening. Uh, heck yeah. Follow Ray's Rowdy uh, pretty much everywhere except Twitter. It's like RZR Rowdy Racing, I think. RZD Rowdy Racing. RZD Rowdy Racing. You can find yep. me, uh, Dawson Edwards Music, on everything. Caleb. Caleb Con Rowdy. Everywhere you find your fine promotional advertisements yep. on social uh, media. Follow Raised Rowdy, their main page. Uh, Nikki T, Raised Rowdy, Matt Burrell. Follow those guys. Yeah, uh, give them a big old shout out. They've earned it. They worked I'm, their asses off. I'm super pumped for this, man. I mean, I know today is kind of weird doing it, you know, a lot later. Our, you know, our goal is to do it, you know, every morning. You know, we still have, yep. we all live life and life happens. Yeah. But, uh, we're gonna we're we're spending a lot of time on this this year. We I mean between the races, making notes, you know, doing mm-hmm. this, you know, professionally. We got we have real mics, real headphones, real cameras, real computers. Uh, we have designated time to do this every single week. You know, we as long as nothing now. crazy. We have guests now. It's a, you know it's a slow process, and we always joke about like ten people listening. There's actually eleven. Hell <laughs> I'm just, yeah! I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, there. I don't know how many people actually listen to this, but they they tell us that our our ratings go up weekly. So that's we're on a good trajectory, and we appreciate it. We Anytime do. Anytime y'all are tuning in, we definitely appreciate. And this it. year it's cool. You know, last year we came in the middle of it, just kind of learned. We didn't didn't even know how to do a podcast. You know, I've been I've been on a couple podcasts. Kayla's been on a couple. You know, just kind of shooting the bull, but never like doing one like this. So. Kind of last year, I feel like was our first year to like learn how to do it, get our feet yeah. wet, you know, get all this going. And then this year, you know, every single week, we're going to talk about NASCAR. We're going to talk about our lives, you know, a lot more NASCAR. Still going to, like I said, talk about traveling the road, doing all that. So it's going to be a yeah. good year. We, we got we got at least a good thirty eight episodes coming this year. Absolutely, and we are excited for every one of them. And if anybody ever has a question or <coughs> something that they want us to put onto these shows. Let us know. Let, yeah. let us know what you want to hear about. If you have questions for us and something you want to know about NASCAR, Dawson probably knows it. And if he doesn't, <laughs> Google does. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yep. <laughs> but we love to have everybody chime, uh, chime in and tell us what they think, and we always appreciate people listening. So totally. thank you for making it to the end of this one. Season 2, Episode 2, Bash the Clash. I think it was a good one. Love it. This should be out tomorrow morning, y'all. Thank you all very much. Hell yeah. We'll talk to y'all next week. Deuces. Maybe two weeks from now. Whatever week it is. We <laughs> love you. Oh, uh, hey, we forgot. Hack of the week. Who's Na- your pick? NASCAR. <laughs> Na- NASCAR uh, gets the biggest W. I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Hack of I the week is a I tough one. I didn't even one. think about hack of the week this week just because all the Clash stuff. Like... I don't really. Hack have of the that. week is having the clash at the uh, at yeah, the LA Coliseum. You know, we gave really. NASCAR. We started out giving them high praise, but then shit on the clash pretty much for about forty minutes of this. Yeah, the hack of the week is the clash itself. Yeah, and and we'll get we'll get hardcore on the on the hack starting in Daytona. Somebody will do of something course. super dumb. So that's <laughs> probably just, a fan running out on the track yeah, or something. But. Yeah. Oh god. All right. See y'all. I'll have a good night.